0: mindset it's how we see life people events and in some cases it can even dictate how people see you the high frequency mindset podcast will help you raise your consciousness and see things in a new light and create new pathways to living better host sally wagner is a coach and entrepreneur and she has some answers for you as well as some soul-searching questions for her guests that will definitely raise your vibe here's sally
1: Welcome, everybody. It's Sally Wagner with High Frequency Mindset Podcast. And today, I am very pleased to welcome our guest, Luke Harlan. Luke, welcome.
0: Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, Sally.
1: Thank you. And I'm very excited to introduce you to the audience. So Luke is a well-sought-after transformational mindset coach and speaker, freeing people from the common myths, misconceptions, and limiting beliefs that hold them back from becoming the best versions of themselves to thrive in every area of life his powerful coaching and engaging speaking platform mindset freedom empowers you to make the necessary shifts in your thinking to operate from a framework of self-awareness accountability belief, and aligned vision to achieve your goals with absolute clarity of purpose and direction. Luke absolutely believes in the untapped potential and greatness that resides in all of us. He is obsessed with helping those ready for more to embrace and unleash their true potential. He blends his creativity, humor, and real-world experience with absolute candor and compassion to awaken, inspire, and empower his audiences and clients. And one more thing that I just love in your information, Luke will help free you from the myths, misconceptions, and stories you tell yourself holding you back from taking control of your life. Luke, again, welcome.
0: My pleasure. My pleasure. That's a mouthful. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, I love it. It's it's so consistent with my approach to everything uh, because we do have a lot of limiting beliefs. I always like to say it's not what you don't know that holds you back; it's what you do know that's not true. That holds oh, I, you. Back.
0: I, I love that because it's because <laughs> so many people. Yeah, you try to change the outside, not the inside, and that's what's yeah. really you know that's the anchor exactly. So I love that. Yes.
1: Absolutely. And and so what is your approach to mindset? Because we hear so much about mindset and, and a lot of what we hear is probably misconception. So please share with us.
0: Sure. I think most people see mindset. As we know, it's the fundamental way we think, act, feel and then, you know, get results or don't get results based on you know how our brain works and then what we do with that. And we typically are looking to apply it to something as opposed to understanding how it operates from the beginning. So if you don't know how it operates and don't know how to control what's, you know, going on up here, uh, that's what I really talk about mindset is that the fundamental undercurrent, that foundational build of people understanding how their brain works. When a thought comes in, what happens in that process? And once they understand and identify that process, they can intercede, they can become more self-aware, they can slow it down, they can start asking the questions of, will this serve me, won't it serve me? Not just let it automatically go into that subconscious you know, belief set and then you take an action and you have an outcome. And, and that's where we tend to just repeat our behaviors that don't serve us, but we don't know why we're doing that and we get frustrated. And when then we start blaming ourselves and our identity and that we're not good people, or we're not that smart enough, we're not good enough. And then really that intrinsic feature is that, hey, we're not enough. And then that really leads into sort of the depression and that anxiety where all these things aren't really necessarily needed like therapy. They're just awareness. And you said, you know, what you don't know can hurt you, but what you think, you know, is even more dangerous because it's it's limited. And if you only have so much information, you're always going to come out with the same results because you don't have any new perspectives to come out with different permutations of thought. So, you know, just mindset to me is like, once we know that, And figure out that locus of control, that's when we can start applying it to the things that we think about. Like, oh, I want a better relationship with my spouse, or I want to do better in business, or get on stage, or have less fear, or less this. And we always look at those kind of external things of how we're going to apply ourselves. But if we're not whole, we can't give 100% to those external things. But we love to jump to them because they're sexier, they're more creative, they're fun, you want to go after it. But we've got to do that internal work first. Uh, before we then comply the best versions of ourselves so that's where i start with with mindset um is is the approach and how to how to control what's going on between the years
1: yeah i, I like that uh it's because it's not just thinking happy thoughts right we're not peter Pan <laughs> we're we're not Pollyanna we're uh in many years ago we used to call them bliss ninnies. you know these people are yeah. like oh Life is wonderful. Life is wonderful, and there's much more to it than that. It's a process, as you said. Oh, ab-
0: absolutely. Yeah. It's, a, it's a framework um, because we're, we're bombarded by good and bad all day long, but yeah. it's not good and bad. It just is. Yeah. We're assigning meaning and value to it, given yeah. the construct of our belief sets and our systems. And if we're assigning things that are often negative or divisive to or incongruent with what we want to do, then we're creating our own self-built mind prisons, which are entirely up to us, not based on the external things that are happening. They're going to happen regardless. Mm -hmm. It's when we take control of whether we start emotionally responding or or, I'm sorry, intelligently responding or emotionally reacting to things that separate the quality of our lives.
1: Yeah. And, and what you said uh, about, you know, finding meaning and value and purpose, that's, that's such an important part of mindset. And, uh, it reminds me of, uh, not to, you know, get off into, uh, church or anything, but there's a theologian, James Fowler, who wrote a book called the stages of faith development. And he talks about faith, not in terms of religious faith, but in terms of how we find meaning and value in life. And and that is such a programmed piece, right? That's such a part of mindset. Uh, because how how many times do people pursue a goal or a dream because somebody told them it should be important to them and it's really not important to them individually? Absolutely. And, and they haven't asked themselves the questions to get to that point.
0: Well, that's that's the, the biggest permission-based thing that for a lot of my clients is in into that intrinsic piece of when you understand how your brain works is that most people don't realize that we're like a computer that you buy at a store. It comes pre-programmed with an operating system. When we were kids, that operating system was installed by, you know, it could be our faith, our community, our family, our friends, the movies, anyone who had input before the age of seven, before our brains were able to develop neurologically to actually have critical thinking and discern between the information and start making our own thoughts. We were just programmed with these things. So if we are programmed with scarcity, um, or relationship issues because this is what we witness, and we believe that money is bad, um, or that, you know that people who have money are bad people, and they hurt other people to get that. Or these things that even though as adults we know logically and pragmatically this is not true. But we want to create wealth and abundance to help other people because money is just a tool. It doesn't have any It's intrinsically good or bad. We assign beliefs and values to that based on what our you know, deep-seated beliefs were when we were kids yeah. because we were literally programmed. But if we don't challenge those as adults, we might be saying, yeah, I want to go out and get this job and have this abundance and give back to people and do and create this freedom. But inside, we're saying, well, wait a minute. That makes me a bad person. Yeah. Um, or I, my relationship i 'm going to get hurt i 'm never going to open myself out because I just saw this when I was younger, so we don 't learn to actually go back and question those things, and we just operate based on our adult decisions based on beliefs that are back when we were a kid that aren 't even ours to begin with and I think you said something really, really important is that it sets us up for failure because an incongruence because the expectation of others because becomes such a pragmatic. Uh, structure for us where we're always trying to please other people's idea of what or who we should be and what we should do. You know, the parents want us to be a doctor, society wants this out of us, and we lose our creativity and we lose kind of our way, our intrinsic, you know, what we were actually divinely created for. And when we, we, we go after something that to please other people and not what we love or what we want to do, that just, it just, it, it it skews everything. We don't feel good about ourselves and you're never going to get there. So that's just like the fundamentals that once you understand that you can give yourself permission to change, you give yourself permission to forgive yourself, forgive the, the dreams that you have that you're not going after based on what you believe other people's expectations of you are. And I think that's the, that's the pivotal point.
1: Exactly. Um, You're probably familiar with these studies, a study by uh, Robin Ware, I believe was her name, uh, working with people at end of life. And the top regret, she wrote extensively about the top five regrets, but the top regret of people is that I wish I'd had the courage to live the life that I wanted for myself oh, rather absolutely. than what was expected of me. And, <laughs> and then there's another study. Um, I'm not going to remember her name, um, but mid-career professionals around the world. Top regret is I wish I'd had the courage to pursue my own interests and my own studies rather than, again, what was expected of me. And so where yeah. do we find the, the most regret when we <laughs> live the life that's expected rather than the life that makes us come alive?
0: Absolutely. And that's where I, you know, the clients who are my programs and things like that are, are that a lot of times are that midlife because they've mm-hmm. hit the checkboxes of what we consider success or what taught success like, okay, I'm paying the bills, the kids are taking care of these, these checkboxes, but they're not fulfilled. They don't have joy, purpose, passion, happiness. They don't wake up in the morning with actually following their dreams. And it could be a hobby. It doesn't have to be their main vocation, right. but it's something to give them, like to wake up in the morning and go, this is for me and this is actually in alignment with what I want to do and have impact and legacy as opposed to checkboxes. But unfortunately, because of those expectations, whenever we have those thoughts, we're guarded by this sort of like selfish police saying, well, you're being selfish. You should be grateful for what you have. You're taking right. care of and it's yeah. this limitations. And that to me, that's so scarcity because there's so much abundance. And there's also the fact is that you can be, abs- gratitude is an essential part of growth. It's being grateful for what you have, but it doesn't discount ambition. It doesn't discount you wanting to evolve. I mean, that's the intrinsic human nature. We were, We were, for a long time, creative, curious, adaptable people. That's what we wanted to do. We always wanted to learn. And when we stop learning, we stop growing. And then the quality of our life diminishes because you're like, is this it? And that's really where a lot of the midlife questions happen is like, wait a minute, is this it? Am I just doing this for 30 years and retiring and dying? Like, this can't be it. Um, So it 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 is something that I think all of us feel or will feel depending on where you are in your life, because it's just hardwired into us.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I I refer to it sometimes as successfully discontent. You oh, know. Absolutely. Like you say, you know, you check all the boxes, done, 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 done and then I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I'm, I'm I'm not dead, but I'm not really living either. I'm just this, you know, zombie uh, running on autopilot, not making conscious choices in life, just doing what's expected. Yeah. And and that
0: is And that's not your that life. Is, that's yeah, someone else's actually, life.
1: It's just soul crushing.
0: It is. I, I agree with you. And when you're living through other people's expectations, and you're letting them affect your decision making, it's not your life. Yeah. Actually, the, the sad, the, the hardest part to realize is that it's the accountability and ownership that is in your control because you are making a choice. The sum of where you are in your life, or I'm sorry, where you are in your life right now is the sum of all the choices you have made. Absolutely. And we, and it's hard to pill to swallow a lot of times when you already have those regrets. And the, those those path things you wish you could have changed and can't because it's a as a locked door and then people carry that baggage around. But once you take ownership, there's a freedom there and saying, "Wait a minute, I can choose something different." So I do not continue on this like hamster wheel of just you know less than um, you know extraordinary.
1: Yeah. So how would someone get started? What what would be a good first step? Because you know we've probably all felt that at one time or another. Uh, and yet there's the tendency to back away from the wall, to back away from the edge and just continue to do what we've been doing, because that's what we know. Right. Sure. What, I, what can someone do to get started on the path?
0: The, the, the first thing is, is if they're listening to this, they're actually already starting in the first uh, you know, transformational mindset shift. There are five distinct shifts uh, that I teach uh, my students to go through to kind of you know, create their, their freedom and their best lives. Um, and that first thing is self-awareness. If you're already at the point now of watching this or learning about mindset, learning about how I can overcome my own obstacles or limiting beliefs, you're already in that first phase because you graduated. So congratulations from that unconscious incompetent to that conscious incompetent. And what I mean by incompetent just simply means that you're aware that you don't know what you don't know. But you're at least by knowing that that is absolutely something because now you're open to learning, you're open to new information, new information gives you perspective. So congratulations for doing that because this is what opens your door because this is what's going to expand your mind. And that's that first stage. And that first step is new information. We can't change the outcome of anything. If we have limited information, like how many things can you build with 10 Legos? What if you had a hundred Legos? Now you have a thousand Legos you have all these different abilities now to create more things because you have that knowledge. So the first thing is in learning. So you're there with self-awareness and learning now gives you different paths to go down. And I would say the only other thing is if you're currently in discontent. If there's something that's just eating at you and you're not happy where you are, summon the courage. And I know it takes courage because there's a lot of fear. Like what if I fail? What if these things, what if, you know, this fear of judgment and all these things are putting yourself out there. But you already know the pain of being where you are now. There's no downside to trying. And we already know from, you know, the number one regret is not trying. It's not going after what you wanted. You can go after what you want and maybe learn it's not for you or it's not what you really wanted. That's, that's awesome because now you know something you didn't know before and and you try. There is no failure. There's only learning. And if you, that's, and that's something that, you know, you need permission to do. It's not. So those are really where I, I start is that if you're currently in a situation where, Hey, it's not going to get worse. Like that's the fear of the fear of change is, you know, programmed into us that we don't want to change. It's uncomfortable, but when you overcome that on the other side of that is a strength that you'll just start to nurture and get, re- you know, resilience on and grit and tenacity and it's just a great feeling, but you're already there. So congratulations, that self-awareness and opening yourself up to learning. That's the significant first step in your own transfer personal transformation and development.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh- A couple of lots that you said in that (laughs) that that really uh, resonate. I think resilience is such a huge um, tool and asset for people, you know, and uh, many times we we think, oh, people are either resilient or they're not, right? Uh, And that's not true. We can build resilience. It's a skill just like everything else is a skill, right?
0: Absolutely. Well, that's the fundamentals that people – think that, you know, you have to be born with certain characteristics or traits. And obviously, uh, you know, in mindset with like Carol Dweck and things like that, we understand that so many of these things are acquired through skill. And there's only three fundamental like kind of buckets in life. And that's mindset, which you have to persevere and go through and like evolve and and challenge to get yours in order. And the other two are skill set and tool set skill set and tool set skill. You can learn to be more resilient. You can learn discipline. You can you know acquire skills in any vocation or technical ability or anything like that. And then there's tools, those things that you can leverage to accentuate and efficientize those skills and then put those, you know, rubber meets the road, but it has to start with mindset. You have to have that clarity, insight and perspective, but that's the three things, honestly, we can't give ourselves. That's why listening to podcasts, following mentors, getting coaches, taking courses, Opens up our ability to not be the first person to the minefield because we don't have either the emotional strength or the investment to get blown up along the way. It's going to set us back. So look out there for things that you want to do. Someone else has already set the clear path. They've already navigated the minefield for you. You just got to be open to learning and getting on that path and putting in the effort and the energy to grow personally. And then you can start acquiring those skill sets and those tool sets to see your objectives through once you're clear. And that's the beauty of it is that everyone is actually here to help you. It's so it, yeah. it, once you're, it's not a vulnerability to ask for help. It's actually a strength. It's a self-awareness. A child doesn't get upset asking for help to how to learn anything, to tie a shoe, to walk or to crawl. Right. They accept it gratefully. They thirst for it.
1: They drive like, you crazy asking.
0: <laughs> but for some reason, we got to a point where we think we should just know it intrinsically. Mm -hmm. Or that we're old enough that we're embarrassed that we don't know something. That is, I mean, honestly, that's silly. But yeah, it's part of the egoic mind. It's part of this always trying to, you know, bravado. Sometimes that's more of a male thing that you just don't want to admit that you don't know something. But when you put that to bed. And you just open up and say, hey, how do I do this? And you're generally authentic about wanting to learn from somebody. People will pour into you left and right because there's no better gift than passing on that knowledge, passing on that skill. That's Mm -hmm. how we make an impact and legacy in life because we were meant to be part of a bigger community. We were meant to serve others. Otherwise, we'd still be a single-celled organism swimming in some primordial soup. Like yeah. this is why what, we have what community. You said,
1: what you said about the mindset, skill set and tool set is uh-huh. very similar to the acronym that I use, MSG, mindset, skill set, get off your asset. <laughs> and, and
0: it's, I, love uh, it.
1: I, I think it's, it's also very insightful that, it, you know, you said we, we can't give those things to ourselves, right? When we're uh-huh. in the, the picture, it's hard to see outside, uh, cause we're right there in the frame, right?
0: Or. Uh, uh, it's, yeah. like spell, it's like spelled. It's like spelled. You cannot. Yeah. You cannot spell check your own paper because your brain will insert the missing words. Exactly. You, you, can't, you stages, can't see the spellings. Yeah. You can't see the dyslexia, which you know <laughs> putting words back. You just can't see it because you're too close to it. Um. And that's the beauty of having other people kind of audit and come yeah. in and give you that perspective. And once you have the perspective, and then you can see it. You know, that's the clarity. Um. Yeah. And yeah. it's the brilliance of it. And once you experience that, you actually are empowered because you can never. Unsee that ability to how you learn best or how to acquire new things. And when it, when, it, when things change, when you learn something and and you just have a new, new set of eyes on it, the world changes. Uh, yeah. And that, and that, and that's perspective. And that gives and you an opportunity. It gives us,
1: it gives us accountability too. I mean, you know, obviously we can't hold ourselves accountable. <laughs> if, if, if we, if we could, you know, we wouldn't see all these uh, horrible statistics about people keeping resolutions, right? Where you have a 92% failure rate. Um, sure. And so that's part of the skill set of building a, a system and a process. Um, to build in the accountability factor so that we have the mentors and the coaches and the guides
0: uh, helping us along the way. Absolutely. We need that, what we call structural tension. Yeah. You know, we need something, not only as we're going towards it, but something pulling us towards us Um, and having that structure and that discipline. I mean, discipline is a skill, Um, but when someone provides a framework and a structure that surrounds that, Uh, It's easier just to focus and kind of be coached into it until that skill, that behavior, that habit becomes part of your new identity. And now that becomes automatic. You're going to fight it all the time. You know, this is why, you know, that's why most people fail is because they're not in a structure that's going to serve them, that's going to help them overcome their old habits that are just pulling them back. Uh, you know that are whispering that you know that bs voice that is just lulling about oh you don't need to exercise today or that one cupcake yeah. won't hurt um, yeah. or you can sleep in you'll get to it later it's all those things that it's that that voice that we don't we shouldn't listen to and it's our own voice it's our own past mm-hmm. behaviors because it doesn't want us to get it out of the comfort zone remember yeah. our brain has a comfort zone and it will it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It doesn't know the difference. It just knows what is and what it wants to keep it there. And to break free, free is hard. That's why we have coaches and mentors and courses. It's And it takes a lot of energy and effort. And it's not always easy. It's like a rocket breaking through the atmosphere. It takes so much effort just to get up there. But once you get into the atmosphere, then it's so much easier. Yeah. You just need a very little bit of effort to keep it going. That's why getting started seems so overwhelming to people.
1: And and, and that's, that's a skill in and of itself, right, yeah. to be able to take action, because how many procrastinators do we know? And yeah. and that's one of those programming things uh, for a variety of reasons. I, I You know, yeah. perfectionism is oh, a big, sure. uh, source of procrastination and all kinds of other things, self-sabotage, you know, and to oh, be able to, <laughs> yeah, to, to be able to build that system of taking action mm-hmm. every single day, uh, mm-hmm. then then you're no longer worried about willpower, which we know is non-existent, right? Sure, that, it's
0: it's fleeting, yeah. it's momentary, yeah. it's like motivation. Like I'm not about motivation; I'm about transformation. Yeah, and the one thing that. I think when you said is that we, we're in a society where we fictitiously see the all or none, the overnight success. Mm-hmm. And we, we're seeing the, like the literally like the destruction of work that actually takes work to get somewhere and it takes time and tenacity and patience and, you know, the, and discipline. Those are the core values, but everyone wants this immediate gratification. If they can't have it overnight. Then they start coming up with, oh, it's overwhelming or I can't do it. It's very Mm -hmm. black and white and binary. When it's that I love your like the words that you use a lot is intentionality of action, of it just has to be 1% better daily. It's just the secret of success isn't this overnight, we're gonna go build the empire tomorrow. It is what's one thing I can do tomorrow to improve at 1% better. And you do that consistently over time. That's where the the exponential change happens in your life. And -hmm. it's not overwhelming. It's just a little bit at a time. Like you could read 10 pages of a book a day. And within two weeks, you've gone through a book. That's two books a month. If I told you to, Hey, go read two books a month. You're like, wait a minute. I don't have any time. I don't have this. You have the excuses. It's overwhelming, you know, all those things, but 10 minutes a day, 10 pages. It's not a big deal. But we just create these huge obstacles in our head because it, our, our, we have that panic button of change. Oh, we're changing. Oh. So anyway, it's, it's just fascinating.
1: And I think it's a lot of because there's so much emphasis on the goal, the goal, you know. Oh yeah, and it's, and when we focus in, uh, exclusively on the goal, we forget about the system to get us there. And when we break it down into manageable daily activities, sure. moving us in the right direction every single day, then we're we're going to get to the goal. But you know, mm-hmm. we we see these people uh, in the yeah. social media and the news. <laughs> and like you said it's like you know instant success, and you know. Uh, make $2 million overnight and those kinds of things. And we, and if we don't perform at that level, then as you said, it's like, oh, there must be something wrong with me. I didn't do it right. Or I'm not good enough or I'm not, you know, and, and so I think in many instances, those kinds of approaches do a big disservice to people.
0: Oh, a- absolutely. They're, because they're, they're preying on the instant gratification. They're paying yeah. on the kind of the laziness of overnight success of, you know, and that's, that's, that's the problem is that, you know, we buy into it because we've just kind of, we, we've been kind of discouraged against the patience is that you have to have patience, uh, to get what you want. There's nothing, the, this thing about everything in life, unless you won the lottery or something, like everything that you've ever achieved took work and effort, but yeah. you've got to remind yourself of how did you feel? You felt accomplished. You felt strong. You had belief in yourself. You felt, you know, worthy, like all this self-esteem, all these things happen when you actually put in the effort and the work and you feel great. But the problem is, is we're conditioned to never remember our wins. We only remember the sting of the losses. And then that's where we get into the lower self-esteems and the, we look at ourselves with a negative lens. We get into negative self-talk and we know that just programs our, 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 ourselves to shrink. And be less than because we don't think we're enough or good enough. And that is entirely a dialogue going on in our own heads. And that's why sometimes you need someone to kind of throw you that lifeline to help shine a light on your wins, to shine a light that you are more than enough, that you aren't broken. That's the one thing that I, I learned is that you're not broken what's been the programming that you've had that is keeping you confined, what's been done can be undone, especially neurologically with the, you know, the neuroplasticity and creating new pathways and creating new behaviors. We have, we have the tools, your body is the tool. You just need to have a little bit of help. Someone showing you how to do that. And then you can take over that engine and start expanding instead of contracting. And that's what I love about it. But again, if you don't know, then you're just gonna live with limited information. So the outcome's always gonna be the same. And then, yeah. like you touched on one key point is that you start blaming yourself, your identity, and the yeah. value that you actually have, your intrinsic, like what I said in the kind of your in the intro of me, it's that I absolutely believe that you are great. There's greatness within you. Every human being has something that they contribute of value that is your divine purpose to pull out, that you have to kind of break three break free of these constructs. Uh, and it's starts with you declaring yes there is how 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 can i bring it out of myself where what where can i learn what are the tools what's the mindset and when you're curious and open to those things life starts to change pretty rapidly
1: And I think it's the difference between uh, a a superficial facade type of change versus a transformation. And I'm uh, reminded of, I'm from North Carolina, and the state motto is Cagito Ergo Sum. I think,
0: therefore I am.
1: No, (laughs) uh, I said it wrong. Uh, Ese quam videre, (laughs) to be rather than to seem. "Esse quam videre, to be rather than to seem. And so it's the, the that whole idea of, to become that person sure. uh, rather than to adopt the facade of that person. And,
0: I love that. Yeah. Uh, I love that because it talks about two things. Like one, the, the, to become the facade of the person, people always talk about fake it till you make it. Yeah. And that doesn't intrinsically change. But there is there's there's some truth to not faking it. But one of the things like in in my coursework and what I learned when I was kind of identifying why some people are hit home runs and why some people only hit singles and doubles when they have the same, you know, strategies, tactics, information, and an ability available to them. It's because of that mindset. It's because I tell my clients a lot of times that, hey, right now. The goals you want to achieve, you cannot achieve them as you are. And they get a little taken back. I said, well, you need to create that new identity. What habits, what characteristics, what behaviors do you need to skill up on to aspire to? Because that person, once you have it, can achieve all the goals. The whole idea, it's like Eckhart Tolle and everything, of becoming. You have to become the next best version of yourself. The one that discards the things that are holding you back and then try and acquires the things that will help you move forward. And we keep kind of shedding our old selves and that's kind of the purpose of life. And we keep evolving into the next best version. It just keeps expanding our ability to make an impact and legacy and and get, and get what we really want out of life. And I just think that's very fascinating is the becoming nature, because once you start on that journey, the perception of who you are by others becomes less and less relevant it's who you believe yourself to be and when you're genuine and authentic and on your own path you don't care like you literally started the uh, the voices just get drowned out because you're on your own mission purpose and passion and you start having fulfillment in that uh, on that journey and that's something that you cannot understand until you start doing it it's yeah. hard to explain. It's like you just don't know until you're on that path. And then and at and then,
1: that point, as you say, all of those comparisons stop, right? Because uh, it, sure. it's like when you're on your path, doesn't matter what path anybody else is on, doesn't matter where they are on that path, because yeah. you are sure and certain in your knowledge that you're on your path. It's, it's like Absolutely. the, the be-do-have thing, right? Be the person who does the things to have the life that you yeah. choose to create for yourself
0: yeah I love the be you have i i I recognize that from i've seen that and I loved it and I've adopted it and uh it's actually mm-hmm. one of the one lesson in my coursework which is uh because it's so it's so pragmatic because we yeah. always reverse it oh I have to have this in order yeah. to do this in order to be this and right. it's, it's and it just sets you up for failure yeah. um it's 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 almost like people are so gravitated to how how do we how do we accomplish this and you know it comes back to you know dr Martin Luther King you said You know, you don't need to see the whole staircase, you just need to take the first step, which comes back to your first point about having faith, is that you have to believe that you were meant for something more. And then you have faith that if you move towards something, it will move towards you. And that's just the law of reciprocity. That's the law of the universe, is when we move towards something, the universe will meet you halfway. Opportunities and doors were open. Your ability, your RAS, your particular activating system, that part of your brain, that GPS, that focuses on what you tell it to focus on. When we're focusing on abundance and opportunity and specific goals and tasks, all of a sudden, everything around you is aligned to help you with that. It was always there. But you didn't tell your brain about it, so it just kept you in the blinders It only saw the negative or the things that reinforced either the negative self-talk or the limiting beliefs to to prove it to be true. When you believe you're more and you can do all these things, you're going to start finding all the evidence in the universe pointing to the fact and opportunities for you to go out to do that when you take intentional action under a plan and a specific vision that you want to achieve. Exactly. Um, otherwise, the, 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 reticular,
1: the reticular activating system is just fascinating. And if, oh, yeah. if people don't know about it, you know, they <laughs> look into it, just read a little article about it. It is sure. fascinating. And, and uh, it's, it's so true. And I, I recently had an experience, a very mundane experience that, that really kind of brought it home to me. Uh, it, you know, I I was looking for my my hand towel that I keep by my sink in the bathroom, and I, I mm. couldn't find it. And I'm like, where where did it go? Why would it Why would it not be here? That's where it always is. And I'm thinking, did I take it when I went in the sauna? What did I do with it? You know, no. I'm looking all over the house to find this stupid towel, and no. suddenly I saw it. And the reason I didn't see it when I was looking for it all over the house is because I was looking for a brown towel. <laughs> and actually a blue towel. I can't sure. tell you how many times I overlooked the blue towel because oh, I sure. was looking for a brown towel. Now, it, you know, translate that into something that truly matters, like seeing the good in life, you know, seeing opportunities in life, seeing all of those things And like, How many things do we overlook because we're looking for something else or we think it should look in a certain way oh. and we don't see what it actually is?
0: I and this just comes back. It's one of the fundamentals when I when I when I teach um you know the first of how the brain works, uh um, brain one oh one is one of my lessons yeah. um is that we have you know six, seven thousand bits of stimuli coming at us all the time. Our brain would explode if it tried to process all that yeah, information. Yeah. So it excludes 95% of it or even more and just focuses on the things that it's, it's habitual, you know, like, you know, traffic and brushing our teeth and putting on our clothes and muscle memory mm-hmm. and things like that. It does these routine things, but it's going to exclude anything that you don't purposely put in the conscious mind that you're not specifically looking for. So yeah, you're going to overlook the blue towel every single time because you haven't directed your GPS brain to be looking for that specific thing. And that's a lot of times that's a specific, specific goals are great because it really hones you into the resources the opportunities Mm -hmm. and those things out there, uh, but also some generalization like positivity and abundance and love and kindness and hope and faith and belief and just the intrinsic nature of the universe that it's here to serve you and that the pie is infinite Like when you start adopting and adapting those beliefs that life is happening for you and not life is happening to you, then you go from victim to victor, and then you have this this control, and things become a lot easier in the sense of how you process. It doesn't mean easy things come to you. It just means when you can identify that which is going to serve you and that which doesn't, because you're focusing only on the things that are going to meet your goals, objectives, and what's going to make you happy and what's going to get you fulfilled. And when you realize that you actually have this control of, Hey, do I want a blue towel? Do I want a brown towel? Then if you don't want the brown towel and you want the blue one, then it's great. Now you're going to ignore the brown towels because the blue ones is what you're, what you're going after. And you have so much more control of what's going on in here than you think. It's just a skill. Once you have the awareness, now you can learn the skill to practice it and put it into motion and into action. And you start seeing those results. Those results give you belief and faith and confidence in yourself. So you become bigger and bolder with your goals and your ambition because it's going to happen. And that's what I love about it.
1: Yeah. So a couple of more questions. Sure. Um, I mentioned MSG before. Mindset, skill set, get off your ass. I, I love that. <laughs> and and I, I, You know, it, it's funny. It's, it's memorable because it's funny. Sure. And uh, it really does encapsulate a lot of very important principles, right? Uh, And we've talked about all of those. So as you look at your life uh, at your career uh, Mm and how you serve people, what is an overarching principle that you would point to that has contributed to your success?
0: Pay it forward. When I stopped being about myself and what I wanted and started to serve others, It was kind of a Zig Ziglar quote that really resonated with me early on, which was, if you can help enough other people get what they want, you will always get what you want out of life. And it's something that once I would say, how do I serve others? And then I took that one step backwards. How do I improve myself to be of more value to others? Those are the two questions that I ask myself every morning because they give me my purpose and my mission. How do I better myself today to be of more value? And who can I serve? So when I started taking my ego, my needs, that my I type self out of the equation, it just freed me up to connect kind of with the bigger picture and then be part of something that is an exchange of positivity and value and energy, as opposed to just taking, uh, which is a one way street, which actually take, which do- doesn't really serve uh, at the end of the day. It's more of a, a selfish thing. So yeah. that that's, that was the biggest shift in my mind um was 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 making that sort of paradigm shift.
1: Yeah. I love that. And it's it's so true and it's so consistent with the, everything that we talk about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last question. Sure. How can people get in touch with you?
0: The easiest way, or thank you for asking that. The easiest way is just to go to my website, uh which is lukeparlincoaching.com, which I guess will be in the show notes. It's very easy. <laughs> There, um, I have some great free resources. One of it's the free masterclass called Mindset Freedom, uh, the five shifts to creating your best life. Uh, that's a free masterclass, half hour. It gives you those five fundamental shifts, um, which is the platform of how I teach and coach uh, my clients. So they can live their best life. Uh, and then obviously there's going to be, you can learn about me and there's social media links and all the rest of it. But that's uh, the website's the best place to, to learn about what I do and how I help people with their mindset freedom.
1: That's awesome. So everybody, make sure you check the show notes because that information will be there and make sure you check out that program about mindset freedom. It sounds fabulous. And we've heard a little bit of snippets about it today, I think.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's the fundamental core of what's changed my life and I was my first student. So now it's uh, now, and this is how I pay it forward by showing others how to uh, take control.
1: Absolutely, I love it. Luke, thank you again so much for being here today.
0: My pleasure. Absolutely a pleasure. Yes.
1: And thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. Make sure you check in next time for High Frequency Mindset Podcast.